0: Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance Channel. I want to take a look today at the best performing dividend aristocrats this year. It's been an interesting year to say the least, with a lot of volatility and many stocks losing a significant amount of value. Price is what you pay, but value is what you get, and I believe dividend aristocrats offer a lot of value and stability, but they too often are mispriced. If modern portfolio theory was right, and stocks would always be valued accurately, then we shouldn't see such wild swings in the market. The price of each stock would simply follow the growth patterns of the underlying business but we have geopolitical and macroeconomic inputs that weigh in on valuations. And of course there's investor sentiment that plays a large role as well. Currently there are 64 dividend aristocrats that all have increased dividends for at least 25 consecutive years, and met the other criteria to be included on this elite dividend stock list. The easiest way to invest in the dividend aristocrats is through the popular exchange-traded fund ticker symbol NOBL. The fund has been around since late 2013 and charges an expense ratio of 35 basis points but in return lets you own all of the dividend aristocrats in one investment vehicle. If you're unfamiliar with expense ratios or basis points, they are essentially the fee each fund charges to fund its operations and cover all of the backroom costs. One basis point is equivalent to 0.01%. So in Noble's case, a fee of 35 basis points is the same as 0.35%. What this means is that for each year you own shares of the fund, you are charged 0.35% of your total position to cover these fees. The fee is taken out of the net asset value of the fund on a daily basis, so you'll never actually see the exact fee you pay, and there is no way to avoid paying it either. As of today, Noble has a year-to-date return of minus 6.46%, so essentially you're paying pro shares a fee to lose your money. That's one way to look at it. But most dividend investors are also long-term investors, and they will likely hold onto their dividend stocks or funds for prolonged periods of time. If you owned shares of Noble since November of 2013, you would have an annualized rate of return of 11.14% through July 2022. I call that a very good total return for owning some of the safest and best dividend-paying companies. Of course, the S&P 500 also performed very well since late 2013, and many growth stocks could have rewarded you with higher total returns. But sometimes, maximizing your total return isn't the name of the game. While total returns are always important, dividend investors also need to focus on building a strong, reliable, and growing passive income stream. Investing in Noble is the easy route to gaining exposure to dividend aristocrats. The more complicated method is to select individual aristocrats that you believe can offer a better overall return, more dividend income, and faster dividend growth. I run a monthly series on my channel where I select the 10 best dividend aristocrats each month with the goal of outperforming Noble. The strategy usually offers a better starting dividend yield and solid dividend growth, but total return is my main measure of outperformance. I have three simple strategies that I have been tracking. They are very easy to understand and duplicate, and I'll actually be releasing the next update with my selections for September in a few days, so keep an eye out for that episode. Going back to today's topic, the best performing dividend aristocrats this year. I have a google spreadsheet that I share with my Patreon community where I track all of the current dividend aristocrats. And recently I added two additional tabs that show the monthly and annual returns for all of 2021 and year to date 2022. The annual return has some conditional formatting where it highlights all of the returns in a heat map from best to worst. The bright green highlights show me the best performing aristocrats this year. The orange highlights are the average performers, and the red highlights are the aristocrats that are struggling the most. This tab is current through month and July, but I actually want to see the performance for all of the dividend aristocrats through today, so I'll be hopping over to the free stock screener from Finviz. And here I can enter all of the ticker symbols for the stocks I want to see. I copied all 64 dividend aristocrats in here as well as Noble and SPY just for comparison purposes. If we jump over to the performance tab we can sort the data by year to date performance As of right now the best dividend aristocrat this year has been ExxonMobil ticker symbol XOM with a 60% return The second best aristocrat is another oil giant, Chevron with a return of 38% which isn't even close to 60% If I hover over the ticker symbol I can see the recent price movement for each stock Looking at Exxon I can tell the stock struggled a bit this year since June and bottomed out in July Then it rallied but had a small pullback in early August But even with this recent rally, the stock is still about 6.6% away from its 52-week high. Chevron's stock price follows a similar pattern for the most part. In a close third place, we have Cardinal Health with a strong 32% year-to-date return. Archer Daniel Midland also looks nice on the year with a 30% gain. Then the returns drop off a little, with Nucor rounding up to top 5 with a 20% gain. Albert Malley is right on Nucor's heels, also with a 20% gain. Then we have another small drop, down to a 15% return from Consolidated Edison. Genuine Parts Company and General Dynamics are both up 12%. Granger is up 11%, and Atmos Energy is just shy of an 11% return. So just 11 out of the 64 aristocrats have a year-to-date return above 10%. If we want to analyze this a little, we can see that two best performers are both energy stocks that have enjoyed a good spell following the increase in energy prices. Basic materials have also done well as they benefit from rising inflation. If we were to look back further in time, energy stocks struggled during the pandemic and shortly thereafter as the rest of the market took off to record highs. So it could be a little reversion to the mean, as well as positive economic conditions that are driving the trend this year. If I jump over to page number two, I can see that a total of 23 aristocrats have positive returns this year, and 31 aristocrats are performing better than Noble. This means that 33 aristocrats are doing worse this year. So let's take a look at the biggest losers. And the worst performing dividend aristocrat thus far in 2022 is Stanley Black & Decker with a 51% loss. Nearly 20% of this loss came during the past month, as the overall market had a small rebound. VF Corporation is the second-worst loser, and is down a little more than 40%. It also struggled during the past month, losing another 8.5%. Tiro Price Group, one of my high-conviction stocks, is down about 36 to 37% this year. The stock performed better during the past quarter, but has fallen nearly 6% this past week. Then we have a few more 30%-plus losers. Pentair, West Pharma, Sherwin-Williams, and Target, and a whole bunch more aristocrats that are down more than 20% this year. In total, 18 aristocrats are still down more than 20% this year, and 29 aristocrats have double-digit losses. If you recall, SPY, the S&P 500 ETF, is included in this screener, and the fund is down 13.18% year-to-date. Overall, Noble is performing quite well, if we compare it to the S&P 500. It's down a little less than half as much as SPY. While it's nice to look at how all of the dividend aristocrats are performing this year, it isn't really all that useful in helping you identify which ones will perform better going forward. I would personally focus more on the biggest losers, and try to figure out why they have fallen so much more than the S&P, and if any of them are potentially undervalued at the moment. Let me hop back to my Google spreadsheet for a moment. On the lead tab here, in addition to listing some basic information for each dividend aristocrat, I also have a dividend yield comparison. This is a quick valuation measure for dividend growth stocks, where you compare the current dividend yield to the long-term trailing dividend yield, to figure out which ones are potentially undervalued. This method is based on dividend yield theory that assumes that over longer periods of time, dividend yields revert back to long-term averages. Therefore, if a stock's current dividend yield is higher than its trailing dividend yield, it is potentially undervalued, and vice versa. If I sort this spreadsheet by this valuation comparison, I can see that Stanley Black & Ducker is about 45% undervalued based on dividend yield theory. In fact, there is a lot of overlap between the most undervalued aristocrats and the worst-performing ones, like VF Corporation, Tiro Price Group, and Sherwin-Williams. Dividend yield theory suggests these stocks are trading below fair value right now. Of course this is a very simple valuation technique, and it isn't always accurate. If I sort the spreadsheet to see the most overvalued aristocrats, we can see it's correlated with the best performing aristocrats. This makes perfect sense, since when the stock price rises it pushes the dividend yield down. And if the price rises enough, it can push the dividend yield below its trailing average. For example, the most overvalued aristocrat right now is Albert Malley and it's also the 6th best performing aristocrat this year. The second most overvalued aristocrat is Nucor, and it's the 5th best in terms of the year-to-date performance. Exxon and Archer Daniels Midland also look very expensive right now, and they are the best and 4th best performing aristocrats this year. So what you can gather from this is that if you're looking for a dividend aristocrat to invest in, I would suggest to start by looking at the biggest losers. Now it can take time for a stock to recover from a slump, and you should figure out what is causing the slump before making any investing decision. Sometimes a stock goes out of favor, and it can be a great opportunity for a long term dividend investor to initiate a position. But sometimes the business is simply deteriorating, and the slump in price is justified. This is called a value trap, and it's precisely the reason why you should always research all of your investments. I have two additional tabs on my spreadsheet one that shows the forecasted earnings growth rate for the next five years, and the final that is a forecasted rate of return made up of three metrics. This return forecast is the combination of the current dividend yield, a return to fair value over a five year period, and an annualized discounted earnings forecast. Again, this is just another measure I personally use to identify potentially good investments. There is a strong correlation between long-term earnings growth and long-term total returns. Therefore, if you can identify which stocks are poised to grow their earnings at a healthy rate, you can stand to capitalize from that growth. The reason why I tack on the return to fair value is because I'm interested to see what impact reversion to the mean can play on total return. For example, maybe a stock has a strong earnings growth forecast but is grossly overvalued now. If the earnings forecast pans out, and the company has a nice streak of growth, but a significant portion of this upside is erased by a return of fair value, it may not be the ideal investment for me. If I sort the file by the highest return forecast, I can see that Albermele, the most overvalued aristocrat, is still poised for the best long-term return. Now I would have to do some research on the 77% earnings growth forecast before I invest. But this measure gives me another perspective to narrow in on aristocrats I want to look at first. If we skip down to the second highest forecast, we can see that Cisco is about 6% overvalued right now, but it is also expected to have a very high earnings growth rate over the next 5 years. And if we take a look at Stanley Black & Decker, potentially the most undervalued aristocrat right now, it ranks 11th in terms of return forecast. Earnings are expected to grow at a very slow rate of just 2.3% per year. So perhaps the sluggish performance this year is somewhat justified based on low expectations by the market. But even with this low expected earnings growth rate, A return to fair valuation could give investors a long-term average return of about 16.5% per year. That sounds pretty good to me. At the end of the day, these are all just assumptions, and there is no crystal ball that can point you to the right stock at the right time. My simple strategies leverage this valuation measure and the return forecast, and they are performing well compared to Noble and SPY. They don't win every month, but overall they are generating alpha, and only time will tell if they will continue to work in the future. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel.